Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This is going to be for Leviticus chapter 11, and this is kind of like a word of wisdom for the Israelites. This is what they could and couldn't eat back in the day. So this will be kind of fascinating, don't you think? Okay, verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which ye shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Two conditions determine the cleanliness of animals. They had to be cloven-footed, that is, the hooves had to be separated into two parts, and they had to chew their cud. Seafood was limited to those that had scales and fins. This requirement eliminated all shellfish, such as lobster and shrimp, and fish such as sharks and dolphins, as well as other sea creatures such as the eel. (laughs) Thankfully for that. Um. Birds forbidden were generally birds of prey that lived on carrion, or, as in the case of the stork and heron, those that may have eaten other unclean creatures. The ossifrage is thought to be a species of vulture, as is the gear eagle. Most flying insects were also forbidden. (laughs) There's a good reason. Uh, The phrase going upon all four indicates insects that have four short legs and two long legs used for hopping. Of these, four are suitable for food. (laughs) You can keep them. Uh, all are members of the locust family. Ooh, so you can eat locusts. That's why John the Baptist ate locusts, I guess, because they were allowed. Well, you can keep them. Institute Manual gave us that information. Okay, verse 3. Whatsoever parteth the hoof, and is cloven-footed, and cheweth the cud among the beasts, that shall ye eat. Nevertheless, these shall ye not eat of them that chew the cud, or of them that divide the hoof, as the camel... Because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the coney, or rabbit, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the hare, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the swine, though he divide the hoof, and be cloven-footed, yet he cheweth not the cud, he is unclean to you. Ah, but bacon. Of their flesh, sorry, I, I shouldn't have said that. Of their flesh shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch, they are unclean to you. These shall ye eat of all that are in the waters, whatsoever hath fins and scales in the waters, in the seas, and in the rivers, then them shall ye eat. And all that have not fins and scales in the seas, and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. They shall be even an abomination unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, but ye shall have their carcasses in abomination. Whatsoever hath not fins nor scales in the waters, that shall be an abomination unto you. And these are they which ye shall have in abomination among the fowls. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination. The eagle and the ossifrage and the osprey and the vulture and the kite, that's a a type of hawk, after his kind and, and every raven of his kind and the owl and the night hawk and the cuckoo and the hawk after his kind and the little owl and the cormorant and the great owl and the swan and the pelican and the gear eagle and the stork and the heron after her kind and the lapwing or lapwing and the bat. Well, you can keep your bats. Uh, 
And fowls that creep going upon all four shall be an abomination unto you, yet these may ye eat of every flying creeping thing that goeth upon all four, which have legs above their feet, to leap withal upon the earth. So that's where the locusts are found. Even these of them ye may eat, the locust after his kind, and the bald locust, I didn't know there was a bald, anyway, after his kind, and the beetle after his kind, and the grasshopper after his kind. Um, I think I'll pass. But all other flying creeping things which have four feet shall be an abomination unto you. Thank you. And and for these ye shall be unclean. Whosoever toucheth the carcass of them shall be unclean until the even. The law specified that contact with the carcass of an unclean animal or a clean animal that had died in some way other than by proper slaughter caused one to be unclean. The human corpse was the most defiling according to Old Testament regulations. In all probability, it epitomized for the people of God the full gravity and ultimate consequences of sin. That the unclean person was barred from temple service and fellowship with other Israelites seems to bear out this assumption. The symbolism suggests that contact with sin leaves one tainted, and from this taint there had to be a period of cleansing. This period was symbolized by the restrictions placed on the individual until the even at which time the new Israelite day began. That was the Institute Manual. Verse 25, And whosoever beareth ought of the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. The carcasses of every beast which divideth the hoof and is not cloven-footed, nor cheweth the cud, nor are unclean unto you, every one that toucheth them shall be unclean. And whatsoever goeth upon his paws among all manner of beasts that go on all four, these are unclean unto you. Whoso toucheth their carcass shall be unclean until the even. That sounds like dogs and cats, doesn't it? have pause anyway and he that beareth the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even they are unclean unto you these are also these also shall be unclean unto you among the creeping things that creep upon the earth the weasel and the mouse and the tortoise after his kind and the ferret and the chameleon and the lizard and the snail and the mole wait a minute escargot hmm these are unclean to you among all that creep. Whosoever doth touch them, when they shall be dead, shall be unclean until the even. And upon, the, and upon whatsoever any of them, when they are dead, doth fall, it shall be unclean. Whether it be any vessel of wood, or raiment, or skin, or sack, whatsoever vessel it be, wherein any work is done, it must be put into water, and shall be unclean until the even, so shall it be cleansed. And every earthen vessel, whereunto any of them falleth, Whatsoever is in it shall be unclean, and ye shall break it. Of all meal which may be eaten, that on which such water cometh, shall be unclean, and all drink that may be drunk in every such vessel shall be unclean. And everything whereupon any part of their carcass falleth shall be un- unclean. Whether it be, whether it be oven or stove or cooking ovens, or ranges for pots, they shall be broken down, for they are unclean, and shall be unclean unto you. Nevertheless, a fountain, or a spring, and a well, or pit, wherein there is plenty of water, shall be clean. But that which toucheth their carcass shall be unclean. And if any part of their carcass fall upon any sowing seed which is to be sown, it shall be clean. But if any water be upon those seed, and any part of their carcass fall thereon, it shall be unclean unto you. And if any beast of which ye may eat die, he that toucheth the carcass thereof shall be unclean until the even. And he that eateth of the carcass of it shall wash his clothes, and be unclean until the even. He also that beareth the carcass of it shall wash his clothes, and be unclean until the even. 
And every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth shall be an abomination, it shall not be eaten. Whatsoever goeth upon the belly, and whatsoever goeth upon all four, or whatsoever hath more feet among all creeping things that creep upon the earth of every millipede, or that which has numerous legs, them ye shall not eat, for they are an abomination. So I guess spiders are also an abomination too, aren't they? Ye shall not make yourselves abominable or detestable with any creeping thing that creepeth, neither shall ye make make yourselves unclean with them, that ye should be defiled thereby. For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy. For I am holy, neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. This is the law of the beasts and of the fowl. Hebrew, the teaching concerning the beast of the fowl, and of every living creature that moveth in the waters, and of every creature that creepeth upon the earth, to make a difference, or to differentiate between the unclean and the clean, and between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. So that's the end of uh, that chapter. That helps us get a better framework for the old-fashioned word of wisdom. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.